This is New York State of Crime. A true crime podcast exploring New York's most disturbing criminal cases. I'm Peter. I'm Brenna. And welcome back, guys. This is episode 19. Wow. That's a good number. It's an odd number. Yes. I associate it with women because... Okay. (laughs) uh, The 19th Amendment. Oh, right. Yeah. And the uh, 19... uh, Mary Shelley was 19 when she wrote Frankenstein. (laughs) Nice. Good correlations. That's, That's kind of it, I guess, but... Yay, women! Yeah, good. <laughs> That's all. Thanks. Thank you. Valid contribution. Yep. To this podcast and mm-hmm. and the you know the world at, at large. Yeah. So what else is happening? Well, I'm sure that probably everyone has heard by now that uh, our illustrious governor of New York, mm-hmm. Andrew Cuomo, has decided to step down. Yes. Mm-hmm. Step down. Da- take a big old step. I hope you fall into a piece of mud on your way down. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a sinkhole. Bye-bye, baby. Bye, Cuomo. Fuck you. We mm-hmm. hate you. And speaking of women, now we have uh, our first woman governor. Yeah. Kathy. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Kathy. Thanks for uh, stepping up because <laughs> well, Cuomo's a piece of shit. And she already appointed two women to her senior cabinet positions. Very nice. So... You know what? It's our time. <laughs> it indeed. Yes. And you know what's uh you know what's great about this? What? Andrew Cuomo is actually technically homeless. Um he, he does not own any property oh. and when he moves out of the governor's mansion, uh I mean no one knows where he is going. It is assumed that he's going to a hotel or something like that, but he, his- he doesn't own any property. I mean, his girlfriend's house. They broke up. Oh, really? In 2019. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, maybe he could go live on his brother's bridge. Yeah. <laughs> or his father's his bridge. His father's bridge. Yep. <laughs> well, his brother, isn't his brother like a newscaster? He is. Yeah. So maybe he can go live in like the building where they do the news. He's probably just going to go live at his brother's house on Long Island or something. Ugh. Blech. You can have him. <laughs> yeah. Long Island can keep Cuomo. Yeah. Um, I heard he moved out of the mansion with a U-Haul. With a fucking U-Haul. Yeah. Can you believe that? I mean, celebrities, they're just like us. U-Hauls for everyone. <laughs> um, You know, shameful governors, they're just like us. It's true. Well, good riddance. Um, that was a hot mess. It was. He should have resigned like a fucking year ago. Yep. Um, we already did two episodes on this, but like, it is inexcusable. In so many ways, on so many levels, and it's just, I don't know. He's just, he's just a gross person. He's a very gross person. And the fact that he is like not capable of properly owning up to what he's done. And it's just like making those dumb excuses. Like, I'm not perverted. I'm just Italian. Yeah. So you're going to throw all of it. Like Italians, all Italian Americans are now getting thrown under mm-hmm. the bus by Cuomo because mm-hmm. he's implying that, like, sticking your hands up your secretary's shirt after you like forcefully close the office door on her is is just that's that's just Italian culture, Mm-mm. bro. Mm-mm. The point is that nobody's cultural background is an excuse for abusing your power, and 
just being disgusting. Like I, there's nothing else to say about it. Very true. There's no gray areas or misunderstandings when it comes to the things that he's done. Right. So goodbye. Right. Good riddance. We'll probably try to rename that fucking bridge at some point too, because I don't, I don't want any of this anymore. I was Googling on Etsy. So I was Etsying. You were Etsying. <laughs> for some Hudson Valley swag um, for mm-hmm. a reason, but it came up this t-shirt that said, it's still the Tappancy to me. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. I want that t-shirt. <laughs> so I think that'll happen because, you know, that's already a, a meme. Good. And a point of pride. <laughs> good. Good. Yeah. No, I don't think there's any podcast news. No, I think we can get right down to it. But before we do, uh, I'll give a trigger warning for this one. Oh, no. Uh, for violence against a child. Oh, no. And old people dying. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess I guess the whole podcast is really yeah. just an explicit content warning. Yeah. Uh, but like we we tend to believe that if you're listening to a true crime podcast, you kind of think that there might be something mildly disturbing about that. So we only really make an effort to flag episodes that have harm to children because that's just icky or just something that's like really mm-hmm. like over the top. Yeah, violent, no, you might be sensitive to that because of whatever, and that's fine. Yeah. Okay, I'm ready. Today's story is about the death of Robert Rayner. Robert Rayner was an 80-year-old man living in Staten Island. He was found dead inside his home around 9.30 Monday morning, July 19th, 2021. Isaac Williams, the upstairs neighbor, found Robert splayed out in the first floor hallway of the building. He was face up with his arms over his head and he was missing his shirt. Hmm. There was writing on his body. Oh no. Yeah. This is what was written on Robert's body. I touch little girls was written across his chest. I take dolls in my room for girls age one through five oh my. was written on his stomach. I touch was written on one of his feet. Like in Sharpie? It was like a Sharpie or like magic marker uh-huh. of some kind, like blackboard marker, something like that. Yeah. Holy shit. Yep. Yeah. But the second one is so specific. I know. It wasn't just that. Uh, there were pretty visible injuries too. Robert's nose was broken and he was bruised on his arms and torso and his face was badly swollen. And these are injuries that are consistent with being beaten. Mm-hmm. You know, physically beaten, like with right. fists. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Robert had various health issues, including arthritis, and he needed a walker to get around. He was in such poor health that he needed a live-in home health aide. Mm-hmm. A 28-year-old Renee Ayard and her three-year-old daughter had been sharing Robert's apartment with him for several years. Mm-hmm. She was his live-in health aide. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so my first thought when I was researching this was, this is the obvious question, where was Renee when this happened? She is the live-in mm-hmm. health aide, right. and this man was found beaten to death right. by the upstairs neighbor. Mm-hmm. You know, not not by her. Right. We we don't know where she was when this happened or during that morning. I'm not sure if the police know and they just aren't commenting on it or whether they just don't know. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find any information. Um, there was only a few good articles about this case because it's quite recent. Mm-hmm. But we don't have to wait too long to find out where Renee has been. Mm-hmm. A few hours later, we find Renee. She's in the Lower East Side committing assault. Mm-hmm. Now, just for people who aren't familiar, uh, Staten Island is rather far from Manhattan, mm-hmm. where the Lower East Side is. Renee, it, assuming she was home with Robert at some point in, you know, in the near, you know, in the last few hours or the previous evening or mm-hmm. that morning, it she would have had to take the ferry yeah. to get to the Lower East Side. Or drive through Jersey or drive over that bridge through Brooklyn. Yeah. Right. It's unclear if she had a car at this time for Mm -hmm. reasons I'll get to later, Mm -hmm. but either way, there was, you know, not an insignificant amount of travel involved. What time was he found? He was found at 9.30 in the morning. In the morning. Mm -hmm. And she was in the Lower East Side around 3.30, p.m. P.m. Oh, okay. I, I don't mean to delve into exactly... Like, we, we don't need to know exactly right now mm-hmm. how long it took her exact travel plan, mm-hmm. you know, because there's no information. So it's it's all speculation at this point. Mm-hmm. But it's just important to note that it's not like she was picked up around the corner yeah. doing this. Like, she she was out and about and traveled to get to this place that she was now. Mm-hmm. Right. So while she was in the Lower East Side, allegedly, Renee Ayard dropped her three-year-old daughter Mm -hmm. onto the concrete and dragged her along Hester Street uh, near near Eldritch, apparently. And she was screaming at her kid and like just like shaking her around and threw a full water bottle at the kid's face. Oh, like just like, you know, dodgeballed a a water bottle into the kid's face. Mm Mm-hmm. And multiple witnesses were seeing this. It was broad daylight, you know, like three, like three thirty in the afternoon. So uh, a woman started calling nine one one, and Renee approached the caller, took her phone, and like knocked her to the ground uh-huh. and like screamed in her face. Oof. Yeah. Uh, so the cops came. Uh, Renee was arrested, and her daughter was taken to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, the child had bruising on her neck from this this current incident, and there was evidence of older injuries, and that was consistent with chronic child abuse, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And according to court records, the child, she told detectives that I was outside and mommy threw me on the floor. Oh, 
Poor so baby. that's like fucking heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. All of this happened just six hours after Robert Rayner's body was discovered. Mm-hmm. So, you know, things progressed rather quickly. So that was an eventful day. And now let's jump forward to Wednesday morning, July 21st. Renee Yard was arraigned on charges of second and third degree assault and acting in a manner injurious to a child. Renee was ordered to be held on $5,000 bail, and she is still in custody. But that's not all. Mm -hmm. She was just recently arrested before this and faces multiple charges from that arrest, which was back in March. She was driving around Staten Island with a missing front window and the wrong plates on the car. Yeah. Uh, She was stopped by police, obviously, and she refused to show paperwork for the car, and the police arrested her. Renee told police that she doesn't abide by the rules of the U.S., but also that she invokes her Fifth Amendment right. So I don't know it's which which one that is. Right. Because you you either you don't abide by the rules of the US or you I mean you do. So All right, I see what you're saying. So how does she have a fifth amendment right for a place that she doesn't recognize? Right. 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 So she faces gun possession, driving without a license, and resisting arrest for that incident. Later on in the day, Wednesday, Robert Rayner's death was officially declared a homicide. Mm-hmm. The medical examiner determined the cause of death to be blunt force trauma to the head and torso. Rene Ayard has not been ruled out as a suspect for this, but they are being very tight-lipped about how hard they are considering her mm-hmm. at this time. Mm-hmm. So what's interesting is that Robert Rayner did have, you know, a rap sheet. Mm-hmm. And his criminal record is, you know, rather extensive, but he does not have any sexually based offenses mm-hmm. on his record. He isn't on the New York State or the Federal Sex Offender Registry. Rayner's first arrest was in 1987 for assault Mm -hmm. and he was arrested again in 1992 for assault Mm -hmm. and for drug possession in 1996 and between 96 and 2014 he was arrested over 25 times in that period um the the last arrest as i said was in 2014 when he was 73 years old Mm -hmm. what was that for all of the records are sealed. Oh. There, I, I don't know how you can be arrested that many times and have it be so minor that they, they don't even say what it is. Mm. Also, what are you doing at 73 years old that gets you busted? Hmm. Well, whatever you were doing for the last 30 years, I would assume. Probably, right? Mm-hmm. So... While there are no sexual charges of any kind on his record, it's he's not unfamiliar with being arrested or 
with doing stuff that is maybe not the best thing to do. Mm -hmm. So maybe that counts for something. Maybe it doesn't. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just because someone doesn't have any kind of sexual charges against them doesn't mean nothing is happening, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that you can't just be like, oh, they're doing it. Even though yeah, you I mean, don't think so. stands out to me is like, yeah, assault is not a sexual crime, but it's a violent crime. It is. And if you have a black eye, but you don't have biological evidence of a sexual assault, they may just try you on the one you have evidence for. Mm-hmm. So it's possible those assaults were sexually motivated, but they didn't have a complainant to go to trial, willing to go to trial against him, or they didn't have the evidence to put that charge. So they put the easier charge of assault. That's what I would say Right, is possible if we're taking the writing seriously. Right. And, you know, that and just the sheer number of arrests it's like right. what what are you doing to get the cops right on I mean, you all the time like that i guess it's important to know like i mean if it's just like repeated drug offenses then it's like very different than if it's an assault every year indeed but the the records are sealed so there is no way to know mm-hmm. all of the sources that i read didn't imply anything one way or the other about his record and the last time that drugs were definitively mentioned was the arrest for 1996 Mm -hmm. and what about renee's daughter i mean that's she's within the age range that's mentioned in that writing right which is why i tend to believe that she has some kind of involvement right but did the kid the kid doesn't say anything when when she's asked about the other assault? There's no information about what what her kid did or didn't say, just that she was interviewed after the violent incident with her mother mm-hmm. later that Monday mm-hmm. and the only thing that they printed was that yeah was that she mommy threw me on the floor. Yeah. What about Robert's family? Robert's daughter, Caroline, no, Carolyn Whetstone, was in contact with uh, the media and with the New York Daily News, and she has been vehemently defending him Mm -hmm. since this has happened. I believe she lives in North Carolina, so she's been like phoning it in Mm -hmm. and and saying, uh, you know, this is not him. And I have a quote here, actually. So his daughter says, he would not touch a child. He would never violate anyone. He's got daughters and granddaughters that he's watched when he's come to visit me. Mm -hmm. That's not him. That's not true. No offense, Carolyn, but like that doesn't convince me of anything. I mean, tons of people like having daughters and granddaughters might mean you just have an easy pool of victims. Like... I don't know either way. I mean, there's clearly not enough evidence in this case to know anything from what you're telling me. Like I couldn't even. No, there's, there's really not. So, but I, again, I was, I was drawn to this one because it was such a dramatic, Mm -hmm. um, like a cry for help. Yeah. Maybe cry for help is not quite right, but it's certainly like you don't write on someone's body for no reason. Right. It's either a forensic countermeasure of like 
he was beaten just because he was pissing someone off or it was an accident or someone went into a rage Mm -hmm. and then it was staged to look like something more dramatic right to throw them off the scent of who it really was or it's related to what that writing claims right and that's probably more likely i don't know i mean yeah it's just so specific what was the second one i bring dolls into the room yeah the second the second piece of writing was I take dolls in my room for girls age one through five. That was written on his stomach. Yeah, that's... It's just so specific. It's so specific. Yeah, if it was just like, I touched kids, whatever, pedophile, whatever. Right. Like, that could be generic enough just to be a staging, but yeah, that's... Yeah. This is like an SVU episode. That's what (laughs) I was just going to say. This stuck out to me because... It it smacks of an SVU episode. Mm-hmm. What about handwriting? Oh, handwriting analysis. Yeah, I mean, I know obviously if you're writing on a body, it's going to be harder. But like, people make their A's a certain way. I'm not sure. I mean, I I have to assume that the police are. I mean, they said that they aren't like ruling Renee out yet, mm-hmm. but it seems like they would. Be looking pretty hard at her. at her um unless she and her daughter could be confirmed not there yeah for an appropriate amount of time then i i don't see how they could discount her involvement unless she was absolutely you know airtight alibi mm-hmm. proven a million times that she was not there yeah i mean it it if if you know pedophilia is suspected that doesn't necessarily mean that just because she isn't there that you know someone else doesn't also think this or maybe she told someone and someone was like i'm gonna go yeah fuck them up or something yeah i mean i still would go just because an offender like that is most likely to go to someone close to them which obviously the child of a live-in caretaker is one but family Seems obvious yeah but family is actually the first place i'd go right and it's like he's older so yeah he doesn't live with anyone now but it's possible he was living with family for 20 30 40 years whatever mm-hmm. he has one daughter defending him does he have other kids does he have siblings does he have nieces and nephews like that's what i would want to know is is the whole family defending him or is carolyn just the mouthpiece trying to smooth it over protect his reputation and actually everyone else is like yeah we fucking knew like that is where i would go with this most likely well those are great questions and that's <laughs> that's stuff that i mean that is serious reporting you know like yeah. you have to go down there and find the rest right, of his right. family i mean if they don't want to talk then like then you can't they, force them to talk right no but from from the limited digging that the internet allows, mm-hmm. there was but one person speaking to the media yeah. on his behalf, and it was his daughter, mm-hmm. Carolyn. Yeah. And that's not his only kid. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I remember reading somewhere that he had quite a few kids, maybe like nine kids mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is he's got at least a handful of kids, let's say. He lives in Staten Island by himself and someone else takes care of him. I mean, yes, there's reasons for that to happen, but 
you know, like it maybe, makes you wonder. maybe everyone's trying to get away from him. It's possible. She's in North Carolina. She's not in New York. The more I'm thinking about it, I mean, like forensic countermeasure theory doesn't make a huge amount of sense because mm. you're making it look worse than it is. Right. <laughs> and also, um, Renee, like, seems like she's going through something or maybe it's just like a little bit of an unhinged person in general. But I don't think if you like on purpose killed someone or accidentally killed someone and then framed it to look like a more dramatic murder, you would then go do something that's so obviously going to get you attention. Not 12 hours later, you know, like you think you'd lie low (laughs) if, if, if you did that, like all I'm thinking is like either he was being a dick and she like smacked him and didn't mean to like kill him, but then did. And she staged it or she actually did kill him because of this and truly did think he was touching children. Right. Um, either way, wouldn't you just like bail? <laughs> like, why would you right. stick around and like go assault your child on the Lower East Side? I mean, not that one plans these things, but if you're trying to get away with it, that's a pretty stupid thing to do. Yeah. It, it seems a little, I don't know. I mean, so you potentially smack around and intentionally or not kill the old man that you live this, that mm-hmm. you live with for touching little girls, mm-hmm. but then abuse your little girl right after Right, that. right. And there doesn't seem to be any, the other thing I thought of was financial motive. And it's not mm-hmm. like, okay, if he dies, I get something. I mean, no, that's your job. So you actually lose your job. Right. So that doesn't make a lot of sense either. No. So yeah, it either is truly he hurt them, either hurt her or hurt her daughter, or it's not related to Renee. Right. That's what I would lean towards. But yeah, there's so many questions in this case. Yeah, it's it's really fresh and new, and I expect that there will be developments pretty soon. And if if not definitively who did do it, probably who didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would expect that they are going to probably announce that, it, you know, if Renee didn't do it, they're probably going to make a show of saying that she didn't mm. just because it's like, how, how are you going to be in proximity to something like that? And then people are, people mm-hmm. will talk like, unless it's mm-hmm. said that she's truly not being considered for this. And neighbors didn't hear anything. Like you said, the neighbor found him, but, and he was not in his home. He was like dragged into the hallway. He was dragged into the hallway. And he can't walk. So it's like he was dragged. He, yeah, he does need a walker. Yeah. Neighbors say that he almost essentially crawls up the stairs. Yeah. Because this is the type of building where. The elevator's always broken. Well, there is, there is no elevator. Oh, okay. It's. It's a smaller building. Yeah, it's a it's a smaller building. From what I can tell, looks like a walk up, mm-hmm. um, very typical looking Staten Island building. Mm-hmm. Like it's been plastic sided over, you know, probably once a nice building, but it's kind of just been like renovated, so to speak. But yeah. renovated badly, with, badly with the you know most bland outer materials possible. But more importantly, the type of home where the first floor. Uh, entryway and hallway is actually up a flight of concrete stairs that yeah. are on the exterior. Right. So the the basement 
of the building is actually sort of half in the ground level at mm-hmm. street level, you know, mm-hmm. and you, you climb stairs up to gotcha. get to your front door. Mm-hmm. So he would sort of be seen to like crawl ish pseudo crawl up the building stairs every day because he couldn't mm-hmm. he he couldn't be upright yeah. and get up them and his apartment was on the first floor in the back mm-hmm. of the building okay and he was yes found dragged outside of his apartment on the floor do you have a picture of renee do you know how big she is uh, there and is, how big like could she drag him at all there is one picture of renee but it's it's just sort of like a like a headshot yeah. selfie um i couldn't find any information about like her height or weight but from her picture i would assume that she's like probably thin ish to average on the thinner side weight mm-hmm. probably between probably not taller than five nine yeah just from her face and her neck she looked like she was probably just a thin thin woman yeah you know thin and like a little tallish maybe yeah um but i mean that's that's a lot to extrapolate from just like a selfie yeah we just don't have a lot to go on we don't have a lot to go on but i mean i i think it's possible for you know, a smaller to average size woman to like beat up an old guy. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, if you're angry enough, you can probably push him around. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not like he's going to fight back. Yeah. Like what is he going to do? Yeah. Like, nothing. You'd probably shuffle him out into the hallway. Yeah. I suppose you could. The other thing is like the writing is a risk, mm-hmm. like adds to the time when you could be found with the body. Sure. I mean, if it was done after death. Which I guess we don't know either. We don't. But I like, assume it would be done yeah. after. How how would you do it before? I mean, unless he was like alive, but. I mean, I'm not sure if that dying. really matters that much. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But like, it definitely does increase the time you spend there after the thing happens. Yeah. No. And finding a pet. I mean, like, ugh, I have so many questions. Was the pen from his house? <laughs> was the marker like. Was it a brand? Did they fingerprint it? Come on, people. Well, I <laughs> assume that if that was found, they would fingerprint it. I know. If they found it. Yeah, they probably if, have all this evidence. They just haven't released information well, yeah, on they're it. Not, they're not going to say stuff like that because that's, I mean, fingerprinting stuff is standard procedure. Yeah. Um, yeah, they fingerprinted that chain. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> yeah. And it, you know, just because you find something doesn't mean there's going to be a valid print on it anyway. Yeah. And even if there is a print, that's that's doesn't mean jack shit. I mean, yeah, she lived in the, in the system. House. Right. Or it's, if it's Renee's, yeah. Yeah, and if it's Renee's print, it's like, "Oh yeah, you wrote on the calendar with a Sharpie, so obviously your prints are on it." You know, it just mm-hmm. really doesn't prove things the way that that people think it proves things sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's frustrating. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, there's something else that I was going to say. Oh, and so you asked if Robert had other kids, yes. right? And and I said he had like I believe nine ish kids, and you found like an, another one of his children spoke to the press, right? Yeah, I can't you just look this up. I just found an article that I didn't confirm how many kids he had, but it's quoting another one of his daughters, not Carolyn. Um this is a New York Post article from 
from July 21st by Tina Moore and Aaron Weiss. And it's quoting his daughter, Shakira McFadden, who was 32. She said um, she was shocked by the messages, insisted there's no truth to them. She's quoted saying, my daddy never touched nobody. He didn't touch little girls. Um, And it says that her father lived with her in North Carolina until he moved to Staten Island several years ago. So it does seem like he was in touch with at least two of his daughters. Right. She also commented that he was suffering from cancer, was nearly immobile, couldn't move his arms, could barely move his legs, could barely do anything. And she's also quoted up saying, he ain't no saint, but he ain't no pedophile. So that's just um, a little more background on his family. Looks like they were able to contact another daughter. Doesn't really solve the case or anything, but just to add, well, definitely update us when you have more on this case. Yes. Yeah, I will be keeping an eye out for this one. Put a a Google alert. Put a Google alert. (laughs) Google alerts are fantastic. I know. Let me tell you, I love me some Google alerts. (laughs) They fill the podcast email, which with so many fun things for me to look at. Oh boy. Too many, Mm -hmm. too many things. It's a good thing you you look at them because I don't have the patience. I know. I know. (laughs) So I'd like to shout out specifically the New York Daily News for all of this information because, as usual, uh, the best, fastest, and most accurate information, New York Daily News. <laughs> I think some people would question you on that, but well, good job, guys. <laughs> I mean, sure, yes, but nobody else has articles on yeah, this yeah, right yeah, now yeah. that we're talking about. So for, for the things that are happening right here around yeah. around us. They're on that crime they're beat. They're on they're on the crime beat. And uh, I want to thank the people responsible for these specific articles. Carrie Burke, Rocco Parascandola. Parascandola? Yeah, that's that is right. Thomas Tracy, our fucking boy. <laughs> Thomas Tracy. Uh John Anise or Aness perhaps. Brittany uh, Kriegstein mm-hmm. and Larry McShane. Wow. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys, but especially Thomas Tracy. We love Keep you. Keep on that beat. Yes. Let's come on the show. <laughs> yeah, Thomas Tracy. What's up? But we, we actually we need the, the subway doors guy on the show. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll get him next time. We'll try to get him. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you for listening. We hope that didn't destroy your day too much. Yeah, I do have a tendency (laughs) to just be like, here's your pile of sad and confusing for this episode. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. But if it did destroy your day, send us an email about it. Our email is newyorkstateofcrime at gmail.com. And you can find pictures and sources and other stuff on our social media and website. That's New York State of Crime on Instagram and New York State of Crime Podcast.com. This is New York State of Crime. <laughs>